Galnet News Digest, 21st of February 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Crow survives Neutron Fry-Up. Prax teases new combat software. Tharg files a complaint. Starport, at the centre of the galaxy. Crow survives Neutron Fry-Up. One of the leaders of the Distant Worlds 2 expedition has survived a type of encounter with a neutron star that was until recently considered unsurvivable. While attempting to supercharge her frameshift drive, Commander All Crows Are Black hit the neutron star exclusion zone and dropped into normal space inside the jet cone. This is an extremely hazardous environment, as your Kovas will take great delight in telling you repeatedly. Modules will take damage and start to fail within a few seconds. The intuitive approach of trying to get back into supercruise to try to get away from the cone is generally ineffective and results in the death of the commander. Fortunately for Crow, Commander ASMO27 has been conducting detailed tests on different survival strategies, and by following his recommendations, Commander All Crows Are Black survived to explore another day. The ASBO 27 Neutron Cone Survival Guide consists of three steps. Number one, pop a heatsink. This will stave off module damage for as long as possible. Number two, repair your canopy using your AFMU. There's no point in making it out, only to suffocate in the blackness of space because your canopy's broken. Number three, target any star that's in front of your ship and high wake out. You can't easily manoeuvre, so pick a star, any star that you're pointing towards, and is in range. There's no time to be fussy. Commander All Crows Are Black suffered 20% module damage, but the alternative would have been Fried Crow and a rebuy from a port 5,000 light-years in the wrong direction. So if you ever find yourself bobbing helplessly in normal space inside a neutron cone, remember the three steps to survival. Pop a heatsink repair your canopy, and high wake out of the system. Heatsink, canopy, high wake. Be like Crow. Prax teases new combat software. Prax Incorporated, manufacturer of weapons and guidance systems, has hinted at revolutionary new combat systems just around the corner. Prax is celebrated as the company behind the target next hostile threat recognition software. But far from relying on that success and the massive boost in share price it brought, the company is engaged in a massive research and development programme. Some politically correct pinko-liberal journalists, such as Adley King of the Federal Times, have criticised Prax for trying out new and untested weaponry in systems with a high civilian population. Prax insists that it is relatively rare for civilian ships to be destroyed during its testing programmes, and suggests that the occasional friendly fire incident is a price worth paying to safeguard our way of life. Tharg files a complaint. Tharg the Mighty leader of the Thargoids has filed a complaint against the Eagle Eye Network after it started broadcasting details of the systems he planned to attack a day early. 
It's a long-established rule of engagement that the Thargoids will only start attacking new systems on Thursday, also called Tharg's Day. That Cannon will spend Thursday morning running around the Eagle Eye network to find out what systems are likely to come under attack. And that the Thargoid kills from Thursday to Tuesday will determine what happens next. If enough Thargoid ships are attacked, the Thargoids will back off. Otherwise, they'll bring in a lot more ships the following week and start damaging stations. Wednesdays don't count. No one cares what happens on Wednesdays. With the newly targeted systems leaked a day early, Tharg has expressed his concern that the meatbag humans will have a head start in their Thargicidal slaughter. He will, of course, counter in the only way he knows. He'll do his best to ensure that there are no non-human signal sources visible for as long as possible, and that when they do arrive, that they'll be bugged. Bugged with lots and lots of brave Thargoids, willing to take part in the numbers game that will determine their future. Starport at the centre of the galaxy. new starport has been towed into position near Sagittarius A-Star. The starport, which is yet to be fitted out, has been positioned in the Stumai FG-YD7561 system. A programme to fully outfit the station is expected to start around the 7th of March. The most important requirement will be a gift shop selling black hole rock, invisible black hole bobbleheads, and novelty flight suits bearing the legend I went to visit Sagittarius A-Star and all they had in the gift shop was this lousy flight suit. Elsewhere in the galaxy, Commanders Highway Warrior and Veristhia of the Fuel Rats have completed their 600-hour, 25-day journey in supercruise to rescue their most distant client ever, Commander Deluvian. They will remain in position beside the client for the next two days and will complete the rescue during peak viewing hours on Saturday the 23rd of February on the insistence of their sponsor, the Radium Toothpaste Company. And representatives of the isolationist religious group the Sublime Order of Van Manen Star, whose symbol is the sign of the Xbox, have indicated that they wish to meet in person with His Munificence, Alvin de Feer, MKC, the leader of the Hutton Orbital Truckers, at the Commander Summit in Manchester on the 20th of April. They will bring with them the Divine Bonio, but are aware that in order to avoid offence, it must only be passed to his eminence via his advisor, Snoswell of Wheeler Cottage. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to.